Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. Playing it safe is risky. The only way to discover life is to step up and venture out. Remember the third regret? Here I am. I missed so many things in life. Why? Fearful. Afraid to step up and do what God said. We've all felt fear. Have you ever been overcome with the magnitude of what you have to do and wonder how you can ever do it? Joshua felt that, but God gave him a promise, and he gives us that promise as well. Wherever Joshua went, God gave him the land. There are great tracts of land God would give you that are now occupied by the enemy. They don't belong to the enemy. They belong to you. God has given them to you. Now, are you going to walk in obedience in the direction God has directed you to? Are you going to take the risk? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 1, for the conclusion of our message entitled, Step Up Venture. If you study Joshua 1, four times, four times, God repeats these same terms. Be strong and courageous. Why? Because what was Joshua? Afraid. He was fearful. By definition, a venture is risky. Satan wants to paralyze us with fear. I don't think I can do it. He wants us to, he wants us to look at the adventure. And keep our eyes on it, and the circumstances, they're unknown. I don't know how it'll work, and we panic. God says, no, 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 no. You have faith in me. You keep your eye on me. You keep your eye on the promises. I've called you. It'll happen. By the way, he who began a good work in you, he will finish it. So there's this battle of fear and faith. Faith in God destroys fear. Faith in God destroys fear. Now, here's a verse you know well. This is the way we live the Christian life. We live, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we live by faith, not by sight. We're not doing this by spinning a napkin. Well, which way should I go? No, we live by faith. Faith in what? God and his word, his promises. That's simply it. Now, what is faith? Don't complicate faith. Faith is very simple. Faith is the confidence that what God has said will indeed happen. So when he calls you at the right time, he will equip you. You you step out in front of God, it ain't going to work. If you hang behind God, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to miss many opportunities. I want you to look at me because I want to share something from my heart. Why did God say in 1995 when I had my devotion that morning, when I turned to Joshua 1.9, why did God say, Mark, get rid of fear and doubt? Why did God say that specifically to me? 
I, I turn to Joshua 9, you'll see it in a moment when we get there. Why did God say to me, Mark, get rid of fear and doubt? Why did God say that to me? Oh, I'm going to be a pastor. I'm, I've got it all together. No, he said me. Why? Because I was fearful and afraid. You say, you, the pastor? Yeah, just like you. What was I afraid of? Why did God have to say that? What I had done, what I had, had I done just the week before? I resigned all my security. I knew better, but I resigned all my security. God had blessed me so I'd flown all over the world, developed computer stuff. I mean, it was just amazing. 25 years. I never thought I'd ever, ever, ever step down. So what was I afraid of? Here's what I was afraid of. My wife helped me tremendously. Here was what was going through my mind. Now that I've quit and I step up, we had 100 people. No money. Nobody was funding us. I had no job. What if the church fails? What am I going to do now? You say, Pastor Mark, what kind of guy are you to think like that? Just like you. Am I right? Come on. Don't look at me like that, you super spiritual people. <laughs> Absolutely. Some of you, God's called to start us. You're supposed to not only be in a small group, you're supposed to lead a group. Yeah, now you get it. So understand, we're all alike in this room. We can all go to that area. And I had to go back to the promises. I had to take my eyes off pharmacy and put them on God and the church. And remember that God promised. I didn't know what it would be. I'm so glad I didn't know what it would be. I didn't have any idea it would turn into this. People ask me all the time, Pastor Mark, did you know that it would be like 10,000 people? Are you kidding me? We started in a hotel room. I mean, a little hotel room. I can remember. I told you before, I can remember on a Sunday night teaching, a Sunday night teaching, there's a country western band in the next area. I'm teaching the word of God. This is the weirdest thing in all my life. You guys missed the early days. It was fantastic. <laughs> because that wasn't just for me. That's for you. Look at this. Step up. No fear. Have faith in God and his promises. And you say, well, Pastor Mark, you don't really need faith anymore, do you? We're not even close to being finished. There's so much more. I have no... Well, what's around the corner? I have no idea. Only God does. But he's made a promise to us. If we step out, it's his idea. It will happen. Now... You say, well, that could cost me then. Yeah, it will cost you. It'll absolutely cost you. But it'll cost you way more not to follow God. One day Jesus made this statement. Look at it. It's exactly the same thing. It's strange. Look at this verse. It's in Luke 9. Everybody look at it. If you try to hang on to your life, say it with me. You will. That's like an oxymoron. If I hold on to my life and try to direct my life with my napkin, I'm going to. I'm going to lose it. But look at the next statement. If you give your life for my Jesus, for my sake, say it with me, everybody, you will save it. Absolutely the way we're to live. You see, if you understand all of this, playing it safe is risky. The only way to discover life is to step up and venture out. Remember the third regret? Here I am. I missed so many things in life. Why? Fearful. Afraid to step up and do 
what God said. Now, everybody here, really in the bottom of our heart, we want to have a new adventure. We want this exciting life. We want to do exactly that. But something new will never happen if we live the same way. If you gained 10 pounds last year and you have a great New Year's resolution and you're going to lose 10 pounds this year, but you change nothing, finish it with me. If nothing changes But if something changes, something changes. I'm going to have application for you today. What's your next step? You see, it's no good you just to walk into this building and go, wow, that was a really great teaching, Pastor Mark. Thank you so much. Going back to the same thing I've been doing for the last... What? That's foolish. So I want to challenge you. Verse 8, do not let the book of the law, the Bible, depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night that you be careful to do everything written in it. In other words, just don't be a hearer of the word. You got to do the word. Don't try to hang on to your life. You'll lose it. Step up, step out, venture out. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why we're in the word of God. Joshua, listen to my instructions. You'll be prosperous. What is prosperity? Very simple. It's not some of the stuff you hear on Christian TV. Prosperous is simply doing the will of God and loving it. Now, here's the verse that I heard back in 1995. Look at verse 9. Have I not commanded you? It wasn't a suggestion to me. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's not just a word for me. That was a word for Joshua. By the way, that's a word for you. That's a word for you. Here's the way I want you to write it. Understand this promise. Step up this morning. God never calls us to venture out by ourselves. Never. If you venture out by yourself, it's your idea. You don't want your idea. You want God's idea. So God said to Joshua, Joshua, don't be afraid. I'm commanding you. Go for it. You're fine. I'll be with you. That's what God said to me. He's still with me this morning. Now, remember, life is not about where we're going. It's about who we're going with. Now, look at verse 10. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp, tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, it'll take a long time to get two million people ready. You will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land. The Lord your God is giving you for your own. So not only did Joshua believe God and defeat fear now, but he's going to defeat something else. It's called the second danger for you and me. It's procrastination. See, procrastination is directly related to fear and worry. Joshua is wise. He doesn't, after God says in that verse 9, be strong, don't be terrified, I'm going to be with you. Joshua, then verse 10 doesn't say, and Joshua said to God, could I have a couple weeks to think about it? No, he immediately goes to his officers, says, God said it, I don't have any idea how it's going to happen, but we're going. God's going before us. And we're going. So get the people ready. See, you and I are people of influence. Do any of these statements sound like you? Well, Pastor Mark, I'll step and go for it when. When what? 
When you have it all together, you'll never have it all together. The only time you'll have it all together is when you're dead and they put you in a little basket, then you're all together. (laughs) Jesus, help us. All right, next. I will step up and forgive someone when? Many of you are saying, when they ask me first. That's not biblical. You'll live in unforgiveness. Here's the next one. I will enjoy today when? Adrian Rogers, a great pastor teacher who's in heaven, read an article from a research psychologist. 3,000 people were interviewed. Here's what they discovered. More than 90% of them were enduring today. You're just going to get to today in order to get to tomorrow. They weren't living today. It was all about tomorrow. And he goes on and he says, the problem is tomorrow never arrives. When tomorrow gets here, it's today. Now you're going to have to think all afternoon with this one too. Here we go. And today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. What am I trying to say? We procrastinate because things will be different tomorrow. Jesus already said, Enjoy today. Trust God for today. I mean, today's got enough trouble of its own. There'll be more tomorrow. We simply don't go for it when God says go for it. So would you write this down? Step up. No procrastination. God's timing is perfect. Today is tomorrow. We're reminded over and over in Scripture, don't brag about tomorrow since you don't know what the day will bring. So how do we come to think about venturing out. No fear, no procrastination, no excuses. Here's how. Everybody listen to me, we're all the same. We shook off last year, successes and failures. In front of us is simply today. Now the only one that can see past today is not you. Doesn't matter what your daytimer is or whatever, all, all the apps we have now. I've got so many apps and all these kind of things, so I know exactly what's gonna happen on this, all these kind of things. But you know, that changes like that. Nothing, you should be planning. Planning's wise. God's a planner. But I really don't know what's going to happen. Only God knows the future. His plan for us is amazing. I want to say something to you. In 2014, no fear, no procrastination, no excuses. When God speaks, we just joyfully step out and venture out following Him. Now here's why. Listen to me closely. When your memories exceed your dreams, life is over. When your memories exceed your ventures, your life is over. You said, Pastor Mark, I've been doing fine the last 10 years. I haven't ventured out in anything. You're existing. You're useless in the kingdom of God. You're not expanding. You're not influencing. You're not changing people's lives. You're just waiting for the train to heaven. And it's a sad thing for you. And it's a sad thing for the kingdom. What if the disciples would have said, it isn't worth the risk? You and I wouldn't be here. So I want to challenge you this morning. Let's step out and let God begin to give us his ideas. Let's venture out in faith. You can trust your God amazingly. I want you to write this down, then I'm going to give you some steps. What is the next step for you? Well, here's a few. And let me just kind of 
say to you kind of where that looks. For some of you this morning at all of our campuses, you've never become a Christian yet. You might have been coming to this church for 10 years, but you've never stepped forward and said, God, forgive me of my sins. See, the thing that, the thing that separates you from God is your sin. You can't be good enough. And so Jesus Christ came. He died on the cross for you. So you have to ask him to forgive you. It's not a church thing. It's a personal thing. And then you ask him to come in. He will. Just as we've read, he'll be with you and he'll lead you and direct you your life. And then you begin what's called life. There's no life without Christ. There's no life without Christ. It's just existing. So today's the day of salvation. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand wherever you're at. Heads are be bowed. And I'm going to pray for you at all our campuses to do just that. Second, some of you are Christians, you're new Christians, and you haven't had a chance to be water baptized. It's time to be water baptized. It's a commandment of the Lord. It doesn't save you, but it's a commandment. Number three, I won't ask how many of you have a devotion time in the morning. But I'll, I'll, I want you to look at me because I'm going to say this. Ten minutes in the Bible with a little devotional will change your life forever. Ten minutes. Ten minutes in a little devotional will change your life forever. Say, well, I don't really know how to do that. We have six devotionals, one online every single day for you. Charles Stanley has great stuff. All got David Jeremiah, Andy Stanley. I mean, uh, Greg Laurie, a million of them. We have, we have them personally written. It'll be off this sermon. You can find it on Monday. It'll be ready. Get yourself a Bible. Get yourself, if you don't know how, somebody will help you. Somebody will help you. Get 10 minutes alone with God. It'll change you drastically. Next, join a small group. The Bible is filled with more than 50 one another commands. Love one another, encourage one another, challenge one another, uh, exhort one another. You can't do life by yourself. You're trying to do it. Well, I don't have time. Make time. Small group, we'll meet during the week. Some of them will meet when we get to the community groups. They'll meet every other week. You have time. See, we make time. Let's be honest. Come on, be honest with me. We make time for what we want. Now, some of you have already rearranged your schedule because there's two football games you're going to watch this afternoon. I'm one of them. So let's hurry and get through this service right now. No. You will make time for whatever is important to you. What did he say to Joshua? Joshua, be in the Word day and night. Make sure. See, when you read that little verse in the morning, it'll speak to you. It'll feed you during the day. It'll feed you during the day. Get into a small group. At every campus, at every single campus, you can walk right over here in Melbourne to these commons. Up in Vieira, Sebastian, there's a small group. There's lots of people there just showing you the kind of things they have. Don't walk out the door. You see, if nothing changes, how foolish. Change. Get yourself into that small group. Some of you should have been leading a small group many years ago, but you're afraid. Get over it. Take a step. Well, I'm not qualified. We know that. <laughs> but God will qualify you. Now, I'm going to give you an extra credit one for those of you that are married. Have a prayer time. One or two minute, three minute prayer time with your spouse every day. Okay, write that down if you're married. Say, so I have to pray about that, Pastor Mark. No, you don't have to pray about that. <laughs> Get out of here. By the way, why would I say that? Because it's pretty hard to scream at your wife when the next thing you have to do is pray with her. I don't know that, but I gained that from counseling. Yeah, right. Let's bow our heads right now. Christian, I want you praying. 
Lord, in our campuses right now, you know every person. You have an amazing potential for them. But sometimes we're afraid, God. We look at who we are compared to what you're asking us to do. It's a stretch for us. We feel uncomfortable. But God, you told us this morning, no procrastination, no excuses. There's no need for fear. When you call us, you'll promise us. You'll help us take that next step. I don't know what the next step is for these people that I'm teaching this morning. I'm just waiting every day for my next step. Would you just encourage them today? They're, they're not going to do the venture alone. They're going to do it with you. That's the privilege because you're the one that has power. We're not interested in spinning a napkin. We're interested in hearing God speak to us. Would you cause, Lord, many people at our campuses to get into a small group or a community group, to start that Bible study, to, to, to pray with their wife? And, Lord, I know there's people in this room who as yet, if they died today, they wouldn't know. They don't have the assurance that they could go to heaven, but they can have. I'm just going to ask you to do something very, something very simple this morning. And I'm speaking to you, not to your friend, not to your neighbor, not to your spouse, to you. If you don't know where you're going when you die, because you've never asked Jesus Christ to have a personal relationship with him, you've never asked him to forgive you of your sins, I want you to do that today. If you used to follow Jesus Christ, but you've fallen away, you've backslidden, you need to make a recommitment today. So instead of raising your hands, I'm going to ask you to do something very simple. Every head's bowed. Don't worry about it. I want you to step up this morning, and I want you to just stand wherever you're at quietly, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer. You're going to pray it under your voice. Nobody around you will know. You're going to ask God to change your heart. Very simple prayer. That's all I'm going to do this morning. If you'd like to have forgiveness of your sins, you'd like to have purpose in your life, you have to absolutely know that when you die, you go to heaven, or you need to make a recommitment, you've fallen away from God, and you need to start again this morning. You kind of been serving God, but you haven't been following, and God has spoken to your heart. Would you just stand wherever you're at, all over the campuses right now, just stand wherever you're at. That's right. Don't look around anybody else. That's right. Just keep standing. Just keep standing wherever you're at. That's right. Just everywhere, all over the place. Balcony, stand. Right where you're at. That's right. That's right. Just stand where you're at this morning. If not now, when? No, today's the day God spoke to you. It's you. It's not your wife. It's not a friend. It's you. Right here. Just stand. Don't wait. No fear. No procrastination. You just stand right now and say, God, that's me. All right. For all of you that are standing at our campuses, let me pray for us. You just repeat this prayer very simply. Dear God, you spoke to me today. I heard you. And today, I ask for you to forgive me of my sins. I want you to come into my life. I'm sorry for my sins. I want a personal relationship with you. Change me today. Direct my life. I thank you for your promise that if I ask forgiveness, you will forgive me. I'm born again by believing in you. And I now have the assurance of heaven because of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. What are you waiting for? What is the next step for your life? Are you ready to venture out in faith with God? Pastor Mark gave you, the listener, an opportunity to become a Christian, a Christ follower. If you prayed that prayer, Pastor Mark would like to help you with the next steps in this walk of faith. Then be baptized. The next step is to start a quiet time, 
then join a small group. These steps will allow you to grow in your relationship. Facebook and Twitter have become a regular part of our everyday lives, and we want to be sure to encourage you to check out our Facebook page and Twitter feed. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links. You can find information about everything that's happening at Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time on Lessons for Living, we continue this process of stepping up. We move on to the next step, and that's finishing. We all have projects that we have not finished or books that we have not finished reading. Pastor Mark will challenge us to finish what God has started. There may be times when we get knocked down or frustrated with God's timing, but we're told to finish the race well. It will be finished perfectly when we follow God's direction. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time. As Pastor Mark continues teaching through our series entitled Step Up. That's next time on Lessons for Living. 